Shut up and sit down. What's happening, everybody? Today is a beautiful day. It's another wonderful day. It's episode 280 of Third Shift. Wow, folks, it's getting close. That big old number 300 is looming and grooming. <laughs> what are we going to do? I thought knows? about this. I thought about this the other day. I was like, man, it's just it's just racketing, rocketing right on up there. We're we're so close, Eric. What are we going to do for that big 300? What's what's going to happen? <laughs> we got to get Randy Pitchford. That's what we said. Randy Pitchford's got a show. I don't know how to make that happen, but we're going to figure it out <laughs> in 20 more episodes. Man. So I hope we got five we got 5 months to do it. <laughs> That's right. I hope everyone's on the edge of their seats to see if this comes to pass. Woo! It's going to be exciting. I can't <laughs> wait. It's something to look forward to regardless. And of course, it wouldn't be an episode without the other guy, you know, the inglorious bastard, the semi-eater, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Matt. Yes, he's here today, and he's, of course, going to be like, oh, how am I doing? What have I done this week? Because that's what we do every episode. So why not start with that? I am the semi-eater, because now I can't eat semi of the things that I normally would eat and pig out on, because I'm doing good, I'm being healthy, I haven't eaten really bad stuff in a long time. But one of my other New Year's resolutions, it's going down in flames. It's been a week. What could have happened? They pushed my cruise into next year. So I'm just buying all the games in the world. I spent $500,000 on games this week. That's a lie, but it's a a good bit for the show, though. Mm -hmm. There's my deadline. I'm not going to make it a whole nother year, so just phooey and fine. Yep, might as well. The deadline just moved to next year, so you can do whatever you want now, man. You're free. The burden has been lifted. The gods have freed you from this chain you shackled upon yourself. You can now buy anything you want. But I'm still going to hold to it for now. We'll see how long that lasts. But I'm holding to it for now. And I'm going to start not on the video game front. I'm going to start in the real world front this week because I went and saw Cats at the Wharton Center over the weekend. Everybody knows Cats, the musical. It's a weird show. Kind of everybody knows that. It's formatted in a weird way that I didn't even know. Like It's just like, hey, here's this guy and here's that guy and there's that girl and there's them and that's it. Act one's over. And then it's like, look at him, look at them, look at them. Hey, here's the thing at the end. And it's done. It took me a while to get into it because I was watching it. I'm like, this is all of this is just different from anything else. But it was also really good. Good singing, great dancing. Like I didn't know how many different dance numbers and dance styles were in that musical. So it was cool to see that because I don't often see like, oh, here's a big tap number. Here's like a jazz number. Here's a modern dance type of number. So it was really cool. I really enjoyed it. And then like the past three or four days, I've had songs from that musical stuck in my head. And that doesn't happen a lot for me. So that just goes to show you, it's classic for a reason. I enjoyed my time with it. And then also in the real world front, but somewhat on the video game front, Awesome Games Done Quick 2022 is going on right now. I've been tuning in live. I've been putting it on my phone and putting my headphones in while I'm at work and listening in. What a great event. What a great show. Obviously, they're raising money for charity, the Prevent Cancer Foundation. And obviously, if you look at the schedule, it's Tons of stuff, all kinds of games and all kinds of times and all kinds of places. You know, I tried to catch some of my favorite games and I'm like, oh, this, this speedrunner is really weird or this couch is really strange. But then sometimes I'll be like, I don't even know what that game is. I don't really care, but I'm going to listen while I'm working. And it's a really cool run and they're being really descriptive of all the tricks they're doing and the game has really bumping music. So I would say tune in if you're interested in video games, 
like at all. Because even if you're not into speed running, hearing people talk about cool stuff you can do in games is always interesting. Obviously, I follow them on YouTube and stuff. Don't shake your head at me. You watch that Nier Automata one, you're going to watch yes, the Dead Space yes, 2 one. I yeah. am. Yes, I am. You're right. You're right. It is very cool. And lately, like I told you on the old texture or whatever, they've just been banging it up, man, putting out yeah. a lot of good stuff. So a lot of times I'm like you, I kind of I tune in and see what they're doing, but it's some crazy wacky game I've never even heard of and don't understand why people would focus all that time and effort to do these kind of crazy speed runs. But that's your stick, do what you want to do. But usually not for me. But man, oh man, lately Matt's been like, hey, Eric, check this one out. Look at this, Dead Space, dude, near it, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh man, yeah, yeah, this is good. The thing I like about it too, though, is like there's some categories and runs that are like really weird. Like, hey, we're glitching out of bounds in Mega Man and that's cool, but I could never do it. Or here's a tool-assisted run, so I'm using the computer to help me do these skips and whatever. But then there's stuff where it's just like low experience runs of big, long RPGs. The Final Fantasy 13 one, they beat it in seven hours by basically skipping all the fights and then having each boss fight programmed such that as soon as you switch your things, because you do it every 12 seconds, you get an ATB burst. So each, each time you swap on that exact time period, you can do more damage and stagger the boss and do all the things. It's crazy. And it's, it's interesting to me just to see in some of these things, like the weird aspects and ways they play these different games that I've played or you've played or I've seen played. And it's just a completely different way of doing it. So I think that's interesting. Speaking of video games that are interesting, I was sitting here on the weekend, sort of kind of still in my gaming funk. And I went, okay, I'm sitting here at my desk at the PC for some reason. I was sitting here and I went, okay, I'm going to play something that I've had in my Steam library forever. And I played VVVVVV, that little game. If everyone remembers, it came out ages ago now. It's got like the like Atari looking dudes. And the main mechanic of the game is you can reverse gravity. So you jump from the floor to the ceiling and kind of back again in certain prescribed areas. And it's kind of puzzle platformery. This can be super intense in certain areas. Played that through all in one sitting and beat it. Didn't get all the secrets, didn't do all the challenge rooms or anything. But that was a blast. Just like a a two-hour play session of just, I'm doing something. I'm playing a really indie game that I've had for a long time in my library, and I had a blast with it. Another game I had a blast with, literally and figuratively, ho, 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 I played some more Mighty Goose, and I beat that. Or I'm 50% of the way complete on it because it opened up the challenge versions of all the maps, and I went, maybe. You're going to stay on the console. If I feel like a tough time, I'll go jump in there and try and beat the challenge versions. But for now, it was just a lot of fun blowing stuff up in a metal slug style, getting all kinds of different sub-weapons, different abilities for your goose, different companions that would come around with you. I stuck with the little engineer dude at the beginning who just throws out your special machine gun ammo all the time, so I always had a special weapon with me. It was just a ton of fun. I love that. And speaking of tons of fun, Sunset Overdrive is still a ton of fun because I keep unlocking more weapons that have more cool ways to play. And every time I go on a mission or a sub-mission and I'm grinding around, and I see one of the billion collectibles that are in that game. And there's like four or five different collectibles, and there's 100 or 50 or 150 or 10 million of all of them. Every time I see one, I go, oh, hang on. And I, and I flip back around with my cool movement tech, or I, boom, you know, blow up the hordes that are following me, and then go back around and I collect that thing. And I don't know why, because I'm not a collectibles guy. I'm not a collectathon guy. But in this one, it feels good. So I'm having a ton of fun with that. Having a ton of fun in general, because video games are fun. I feel like there's another game that I played this week that I'm forgetting about, but I can't remember right now. So, hey, Eric, 
How was your week this week? Boy, golly gee, it's been a great week. It's been a weird week, though, because I'm all over the place. I'm just flying loose as a goose, some might say, all over, having a good time. I went and played the gunk, beat the gunk, finished that up. Great game, fun game. I recommend it to everybody who just wants an easygoing uh, adventure platformer type game. Nothing extremely crazy, but overall a fun time and the possibilities for like a sequel and to kind of hone their skills and create more uh, abilities using the little sucker. You know, maybe get some so you refine it to like a fine suck, a high suck, a low suck, maybe even spit stuff out. You can do so much with that whole mechanic and make for some really cool and fun gameplay. And then, of course, you know, the puzzle solving along the way using those abilities would be great. I hope that they do it. Because the sisters were really cool, and you know, the whole little backstory, while nothing crazy, was fun. Was you know definitely a good time. I was like, hey, you know, I do want to see them on more adventures and doing stuff. So hopefully, I get to. I'd recommend it. The Gunk, get out there, check it out. It's free if you got the old Game Pass. It's, it doesn't take but ten seconds. It's a small game, so you'll have it. Boom on the PC or Xbox in no time. I also went ahead and got Shin Megami Tensei Five loaded up. I've got about nine, ten hours into that now, and uh, whoo! You want you want a game where you get to grind? This is the game for you. You want to grind and grind? You want to grind and grind? <laughs> get this game because that's what it's all about. Uh, the very opening area. I've just been going back and forth, doing all the sub quests in this little netherworld area. And mind you, I'm not even out of the first little zone yet. I'm still a little baby. I just fought the uh, the first boss, the Guardian of the Tower. But like I said, to do that and to do some of this other stuff, you know, I've had to sit there and just walk back and forth, smashing through monsters, smashing through monsters, getting them to come to my side, seeing if there's any of that I can, you know, change into something a little bit higher to match what I need. Man, I'm telling you, it's got it's got all that stuff. You're gonna love this game, dude. You're gonna love it. Eventually, eventually, I will. Hey, let's remove the story of Persona. And instead, replace it with just nothing but build the best builds you can to be able to look go forward in this game. Make sure that you have characters with all the perfect skill sets and all the best things and weaknesses. And you're not just going to pick your one favorite persona and that's it. You have to build a team of personas. And they're not called personas, mind you. So they're, you know, demons. But then you need to make sure that those ones have the specific skill sets for what you need to do and that you have other ones ready to go when you know you're about to come up on something different. It's crazy. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to make a Shikyoji, and then I'm going to make a Shikyoji that has a fire spell, and then I'm going to make a Shikyoji that has an ice spell, and then I'm going to make a Shikyoji that has a lightning spell and a dark spell and a this and a holy and a, and a this and a that. That's what's going to happen. It's going to be me rolling with Shikyoji the whole way through. I don't care what anybody says. That's definitely gonna happen goodness you don't want to do that you know why because the dialogue matt is crazy these demons when you recruit them and when you're talking to them and doing the stuff they have all their own little dynamics you know the temperaments etc the way they act so they're over here saying crazy wonky stuff just all the time whenever they level up they've got something to say when you're trying to recruit them they got something to say when you come upon certain things or situations they've got something to say it's so cool and different because in Persona, it's kind of a backdrop, you know, like they'll say yeah. some wonky things, but that's not, has nothing to do really with the story or anything that's happening. It's just 
Or like when they fuse together and you get the little dialogues from him and then the dialogue when he comes out and you read this little backstory, I'm like, oh, he's really this cool, crazy psychopath dude. But you don't really see it. I get what you're saying. Yeah, this game tells you about it and you get to learn their temperaments and how they are and what they like and dislike and how they act. And I've got one right now who's just constantly, he's like, oh, I found this, but it smells like shit. I want you to eat it. (laughs) You know, just constant weird things out of the blue makes no sense, but does that all the time. And I'm like, yeah, I want you to stay in my party, but you can't because you're weak and you don't have anything that I really am going to want. So I got to get rid of you. But I don't want to because you're always saying stupid things that make no sense. And I like that. It makes it brightens my day. And of course, when you have like the pixie on, all she's like, I want to be your boyfriend. I I love you. (laughs) Compliment, you know, that kind of stuff. It's, It's awesome. But I do fear that this game's like a 130-hour game. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like 10 hours in, and I'm just still in the beginner intro area. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, man. This is a long, this is a long investment. I said I wasn't going to just keep doing these huge 130-hour chonkers all the time. So we'll see. You know, I, I, Part of me wants to keep going. Part of me wants to go, nope, you need to stop that one for now and do something different and keep knocking out these shorter experiences like Metroid Dread because I got that one going, only put a few hours in. Uh, I get to the point where I'll get to like a, a, a hard spot or a boss and start to give me trouble and I get annoyed and then I shut it off. And then I come back you know, the next day get through that spot, but for whatever reason, must be a ton of them, just must be the way this is rolling out. A couple hours later, I'm right back to another spot that's just driving me mad, annoying the hell out of me, and then I get aggravated and I stop. So that's kind of been my relationship with Metroid Dread. I just, I go for an hour or two, get somewhere that's annoying, okay, you're just pissing me off, I'm going to shut you off. Get back on, do that part, of course an hour or two later, I'm right back into another scenario doing the same exact thing. So I love it, but it's the type of thing that I get annoyed at. I don't like it when, you know, some stupid, oh, you have 0.2 seconds to make this jump. Otherwise, this thing kills you or eats you. You got to do it right. Oh, I messed up. Okay, well, go do that whole room over and try that jump again. Nope, now I died because I'm panicking and I did this thing over here. Ha, ha, ha. Definitely don't play VVVVVV because there were a lot of rooms like that because I, it rolls up your stats afterwards. So after that two hours, I had like 800 deaths. Not to talk just about this, but there's a lot of rooms where there is a checkpoint, like right before the hard thing. But then there's sometimes where it's like, all right, I finally made it through this room. The next room, it's also hard. And it's hard in a completely different way. Like there's rooms where things are like falling forever. And the timing on those, you got to sneak in right here and then sneak out. And then the other room, things are falling, but it's at a different rhythm and they're falling upwards. So you have to like reset what you were doing to do. Oh, I, For some reason, I really loved that, but I understand what you're saying. It gets yeah. frustrating when you just beat your head against it. All right, I made it through. What's the next thing? The same thing. Ugh, same ugh, thing. Ugh. Get ready to beat your head again. You excited? No, just give me some easy times. I just want some nice, give me some power-ups. Make me feel good. Send me to a map room. Hey, how about a missile pack? Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So right now, that's a little short in Metroid Dread. They're not rewarding me quite as much as I would like. But I found a game that is and does, and that's Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I don't know why I never played this game. Don't ask me. I have no idea. I just don't know. But I decided I was going to play this one. Four and a half hours later, Eric, you need to go to bed. It's 1140 at night. No, I don't want to go to bed. I don't want to go to bed. I can just keep searching. I'm going to find some more power-ups. New abilities. Oh, yes. That game 
man, it's nothing but rewarding. Yeah, there's some hard stuff. There's some crazy jumps. But every corner, every little nook has a little something, a little treat, a little reward, whether it just be some bucks for you to trade, you know, to the denizens of the environment to get some upgrades or whatever, or it be actual real power-ups or new abilities. Always something there, and it's just gorgeous as hell. I'm like, oh, shit, this is my magic. I got two things for you on this one. One is my actual legitimate comment of, that's been in my Play Later queue forever, that and the sequel, because I think they're both on Games Pass. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, just like you, why haven't I played it sooner? Because it is gorgeous and everything I've seen of it is amazing. So it's going to move up my queue a little bit more now that you've said it's really fun. And then second, hey, you know what? Uh, HDQ just did a speed run of it. And it's pretty crazy and wild. So I'm going I'm to send that one to you at work tomorrow too. And just, yes. Hey, man, check this out. See how see how you stack up against this. Because dude was just like flying everywhere. It's I couldn't even keep up when I was watching some of it. I was like, ah. This dude's going nuts. God bless. That's fantastic. So I can't wait. That's probably what I'll be playing tonight, actually, when we get done with the show. It's going to be great, a good old time. And then the last game I played, but I won't talk much on it because I want to talk more about it when I get a bigger chunk, was Inscription. Inscription, I got into that. You know, I previously gotten into it, got a little short away through, and then was like, all right, this one's I'm going to play, but not right now. I got on there, did another couple hours of it, went further along the old trail, uncovering some more weirdness. And got to a point where the dude was kicking my butt in the card game. And I went, okay, I see. I got to keep getting better at this. I got to start actually really figuring out, you know, how to use your decks and and win. Not tonight. And that's where I quit. So game's fantastic, but not far enough into it to where I really want to get any real opinions going. Because I'm still in the, you know, beginning theme of it. So I'll wait on it. And then, of course, my week wouldn't have been finished without the anime Anime this, anime that. Oh man! And then this week, no shame. I got into these this 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 new category that I haven't really previously ever watched, which was the the awkward dude with the the girlfriend problem thing going on. So like, uh, don't mess with me, Miss Nagatoro, and uh, rent a girlfriend. And this now I've been like, oh, these are so stupid and fun. <laughs> I'm gonna watch these. I think I'm coming down on it now, but I've gone through I think three or four series in this last week of this stuff. I'm like, Eric, you are a crazy person, but I don't care. It's fun. It's dumb. It's great. I had a good time with it. It's something different from what I usually watch anime-wise, so having a good time. Week's been pretty good. Well, here I got something to say on the anime front, too, because over the weekend I found a YouTube channel I've never heard of, and I don't remember how I found it now, called Kyoto Video. No, actually, no. That's the series that he does. The YouTube channel is whatever the guy's name is, but it's all reviews of like those 90s retro animes Mm -hmm. and i keep watching them keep watching these reviews and going oh man i remember that show i need to get blu-rays of all that show and watch that show because it was so cool oh i never saw that show but i heard it was really cool and then i watch this review and i go man i gotta get dvds and blu-rays of that i gotta see on crunchyroll so i'm just i'm just like eating it up now like not the direct content, but the that content of like that early '90s anime, and I think I found like my favorite kind. Here, there's something I watched over the weekend. I watched an OVA called Riding Bean about this guy with like this super powered sports car. He's like a courier, kind of like the transporter, more or less. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is my favorite genre of anime. It's like that late '80s, early '90s where like the technical stuff is so detailed. 
like the art on it. When somebody draws a gun and it's like, you can see the etching on the sides of it. And when they pull it, you can see like the actual slide moving and all that stuff. I'm like, that's, that's me right there. I mean, that's City Hunter, one of my favorite animes ever. When I see that like detailed mechanical things moving, it lights up all the the happy centers in my brain. That one did that. A bunch of the stuff he's been talking about is doing that too. And I'm just like, man, I, I got to collect that too. I got to get all that and just, oof, man. Yeah, good but times. it's an obsession. I got to I gotta be careful with because like I've said a million times on the show, I'll get watching that and then I go, yeah, I don't get video games. I don't need those. I just watch these anime constant. I just won't never stop. Who cares about video games anymore? I'll just watch anime. That's what I did with his videos. I just kept watching the whole playlist and I'm like, I got to stop doing this. It's been like three hours. I got, it's time, it's time to play Sunset Overdrive or something. I got to, got to get out of here. <laughs> oh, well, maybe we'll both become crazy, crazy anime fans. But before that happens, Matt, before we get obsessed and, and stop doing video games in general, hey, what the hell game you got coming out that you're going to play or you want the folks to play that you'll never play? This is this is wrong. Your intro is actually wrong because this is the game I couldn't remember that I did play because I played an entire night of Deep Rock Galactic, which launched on the PS5, developed by Ghost Ship Games, published by Coffee Stain Publishing. This is one you and I have talked about off air. It's free on PS Plus. So it launched for PS5 and it's for free if you got PS Plus and you're going to want to have PS Plus to get this anyway because this game is all about and you can, well, I'll get to it in a minute. This is all about co-op adventuring with your friends. You're a dwarf, you're out in space, you work for the Deep Rock Galactic Corporation or company and it's your job to go drilling way deep down on this planet, finding ore, finding resources, picking up things and then sending them back to your uncaring corporate overlords. And it's all about... In my opinion, it's all about that co-op play. Because this reminds me, and I, I know that's not going to make any sense when I originally say it, this reminds me of Left 4 Dead. Because it, I get those moments where I join in, and then three other dwarves are in that squad, and we're just running and gunning, or pick mining and drilling through the rocks and getting the ore and getting the resources. And you're just running. And without even saying anything, because the groups I got in, we weren't even talking. Without even saying anything, you're coordinating with each other. You're using like the little emotes that the dwarves have. You're you're kind of using your scanner to point stuff out. It's not going to sound interesting when I talk about it because the objective of a lot of these missions is go down, mine some ore, put it in the little ore cart, and then it's going to go back to the ship and you got to get back in the ship and leave. And sometimes you got to shoot bugs when you're down there. Sometimes you got to collect alien eggs, like drill them out of this organic matter and put them in the thing. Sometimes you have to do like a refinery mission, which is so ridiculous. But part of me loves it so much. You have like a refinery station and you got to build pipes over to the wells that have the ore that they're trying to extract. And then so you literally have to place pipe segments, but you can put them in such crazy ways, like big snake, like roller coasters all throughout the level. And then you can grind on the pipes to get from one end to the other. And then you got to defend the pipes against the alien bugs that are attacking it. It sounds like I don't like stuff like Minecraft, like, hey, you got to mine and excavate things. And that's a big part of this game is you start off like in a cavern and you check your map and you go, okay, well, there's a cavern on the other side of this wall. Let's get through there. Maybe the thing we're looking for is in there. And it sounds so boring, but somehow they made it fun. And each of the dwarves you can pick, there's four different classes, have different ways of making it even more fun. If you want to just do combat, you have the gun or you got a big minigun, but you can also 
just turn that on the wall and turn it into Swiss cheese. And now you got a big opening. If you're the digger, you got these big old like drill claws. You just walk up to a wall and just, you're just carving this huge tunnel. If you're the engineer, you can lay down sentry little units for the combat sections, but then you have a gun that you shoot at the wall and it makes a platform. And you can do that so many times. That's the class I love the most. If you're a scout, you're scouting ahead. You're putting up a flare gun to light up the area. You got a grappling hook. You can zoom all around. This combination of things that shouldn't work. I don't like mining in things and hacking away with a pickaxe, but it works in this game. The combat in this game isn't that great, but it works. It all works together. It's so bizarre because so much of the tutorials in this game, like learning what to do and how to do stuff, it's so bad drop you in as the gunner it's like hey go pick some stuff off the walls it's an easy mission to start off with but then you go hey it's the egg hunt just go find where the eggs are i wandered around like hacking at walls until i found out that if you bring up the map it kind of has little areas where they are but it did never tell me to bring up the map and when you go up to the station after a mission you got these stations where you can upgrade all your stuff you can upgrade your weapons you can cosmetically upgrade your dwarf you can access all these little stations but they never tell you what any of them do. So I load it up and it popped up a little thing in, in the bottom of my screen that says, one new item in inventory. I had no idea how to even get to my inventory to find it. But once you kind of just immerse yourself in it for an hour or two and you start figuring out, that's where my inventory is. This is where I upgrade my weapons. That's the mission screen. This is the cool little bar where you can turn on the jukebox and everybody has a stupid dance that they do. You can buy a round of drinks with your buddies. There's something about it that pulls me in. And I really enjoy it. And that night that I played, it was like a four, five, six hour session. I got on, joined some random dude's game, and we stuck together. It reminded me of the like original days of Gears of War. I've told you the stories when I bonded with those three random dudes and we couldn't even do voice chat. It reminded me of that. I just rolled with this dude and the two people who would bop in and out with us for like six missions. When we got to that refinery mission, I had no idea what to do. But one of those other dudes did. And without doing voice chat, he drew our attention up to this top-level area where the last refinery spot was, and I had to build this snaking, twisting, coiling roller coaster of pipe to get it up there. And each time, I would build the segment, and he'd do his little, yeah, rocket stone emote, and then I'd build another one. And then each time he would see that my next segment was going towards a wall, he'd jump in and hack it out and make it easy for me. It's that perfect kind of co-op where, without even saying anything you both kind of understand what the other person needs and what's going on and how to direct them to this thing. There's something about this game. I love it. It's so much fun and so weird. I felt bad because I played it so long that I started falling asleep on the last mission. And I was like, this is so hard. There's something about this game. It's a lot of fun. It's hard to get into, but from what I've also heard is that if you put your mic on and talk to people, the community is fantastic. I've read tons of reviews, watched tons of reviews. Everybody who's in this game loves this game, loves helping out new people. If it sounds interesting at all, you got to play it. If you got PS Plus, it's free. Download it. It's like two gigs also. It is the smallest game Mm -hmm. for this procedurally generated mining and combat simulator. Because each time you go down, the mine is procedurally generated. It's new every time. All the threats you're going to face are new every time. The stuff's going to be in different areas. It's wild. I love it. You should love it. Everybody should love Deep Rock Galactic. Which just adds on and adds on because that's another game I played this week. I played it for a good three, four hours. Mm -hmm. I spent a whole night just playing this game. And uh, I'll say this. It is fun. 
It is awesome. Yeah. But when you drink beers, it gets progressively harder to the point where eh, not inoperable, but definitely not where you need to be. Okay. So the, as the night start, <laughs> same thing when you start falling asleep too. It gets really impossible to keep track of anything. Yeah. <laughs> And here's the deal. It's like Matt said, you're just banging away. And and the game has different wall types. So you'll see like if there's like crystal walls and if there's these weird dirt walls that and those are the ones you're supposed to go through to kind yeah. of traverse around and find the uh, the collecting areas. But as you have more beers, that becomes harder to tell and you get all, lost all dirt a little walls bit easier. Are dirt walls. Everything's yes, just all dirt. the walls are just stuff and then next thing you know you're digging in the wrong direction going off into nowhere land or you just or your team in one case i had was just really rocking they knew exactly where they were going they didn't wait up for you they were out and next thing i know i'm just in the middle of nowhere i'm mining or getting stuff but i'm not with them at all they're gone i mean they're so far gone on the map i have no idea how they got there or anything mm. so i had to sit there during the extraction part I had a couple of minutes i had to just Hail Mary, rock grind <laughs> a tube all uh-huh. the way back. I made it with 11 seconds to go. I was right there. But those sons of guns, they didn't take off without me. So, you know, good on mm-hmm. them for waiting and giving me that shot I needed. And it happened my last game of the night where it was the opposite. I was over here just, I, w- I don't know what happened because, you know, I've been having spirits, so it was technically getting worse, but I was just on point. We were in there. We got the stuff. And for whatever reason, I was, I'm was i an engineer all the time as well, because why would I not be? The engineer is the best. Uh-huh. And we were in this huge chasm that we'd made, and we had to get up, and it was all crystal walls. And I went, bloop, 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 mm-hmm. bloop, got us up and out of there. We all got back, except for somehow one of them had not made it back. Gone a different path, done whatever, don't know. So what we did, and we were being attacked this whole time. Monsters just yep, coming at yep, us. Yep. We created this huge line where one of us stayed at the actual you know, excavation just in case so we could at least complete the mission. Then we had one of us go out you know, as far as the eye could see, the next one go, the next one go. And we started killing monsters and mining and trying to create a nice slope to come mm-hmm. all the way down. So if this moron showed up in time, he could just run right up and join us and we could get out of there. We did it. Nick of time, got out of there, mission complete, and I went, that's where I got to stop. Can't play this no more. Got to go to bed. It's too late. <laughs> and that's the kind of stuff that I love about this game is, you know, you didn't plan any of that. You didn't even talk to anybody no, I to make that happen. Like, after that bit of hours of play, you and I have awesome stories of experiences we went on with these totally random people. It's like the perfect kind of co-op game because you have to work together i mean you don't really have to but something about the fact that you are working together makes you you know i had tons of those moments too of one dude is lagging behind and we're all in the extraction vehicle and there's one minute and it made me run out i'm blasting stuff i'm throwing flares i'm or i was shooting down the little paths because he was at the bottom of a giant tube and i was shooting my little platform gun and he made it up there Stuff like that, you don't get it in all kinds of games. Or, you know, if you're playing cooperative with people and somebody sucks, you go, ah, whatever, kick him from the party, or I'm just going to leave. You don't do that here. You work together, and it's not like it even makes you do it. You can leave that dude, but you, you just, just don't. Yeah. It's it's so cool. I love it. Yeah, the the whole thing where just it feels like you should wait and help the individual out and give them a, sh- a chance that's awesome because, like you said, most games, nah, you just complete it, whatever. That dude just gets a poor score or doesn't win. Who cares? Move on to the next round. Let's go. Very cool. Very fun. Intend to play it some more. 
Uh, I don't know if it'll be like a main thing for me, but I definitely want to give it some more hours and, and put yeah. some time into it. Um, and of course, if you want to put some more time into something, Matt, I got a game for you. It's been around a long time. Dead Cells. I was so bad when I saw this out here. You don't even like Dead Cells. You played no, it for a little bit and you went, I hate thing. roguelikes. Ah, I'm going to run away. I, that's the saddest part, man. It's because I love Dead Cells, but I hate it. Yeah. I can't do these roguelikes. They're, it's too freaking much for me. You know, it pisses me off when I'm in there making that run, man, and I'm going and I'm going. And I've got what I think is a great build and, and just something stupid happens. There's something, just some enemy I wasn't familiar with or just a bad combination of a bad corner or a bad room and just I'm getting wrecked and I die. I I get mad. As you heard earlier, man, I get mad. When I play games and things happen to me, I get frustrated. And what happens when I get frustrated? I don't want to play a game anymore. I don't like to get to the point where I'm raging or throwing my controller. If I start to go, nope, my happiness level has come to below my unhappiness, I quit. And roguelites, they're all about beating your head against walls. They're all about it. So it just, I want to love it because I love the gameplay, but it's it's too much. And that's fair. I I hear you. But... When you get those good runs and you're I know, blowing it feels past sweet, stuff, doesn't it? it's so good. It does oh, feel man. good. It feels great. And, of course, I even bought the uh, previous two DLCs because what I'm talking about here is the last, the final DLC, the Queen in the Sea DLC for Dead Cells is out right now. You can purchase it. The uh, previous two exist. You can get them for like five bucks each if you don't have them already. But you can get it as a three-pack. I don't know what it costs. I didn't look that part up. However... Each one fits perfectly with the story. While the first DLC kind of meshes with the beginning of the game, the second DLC kind of adds in some middle stuff for you, some environments and things to do, the Queen of the Sea wraps it up nicely by giving you an alternate ending. So instead of going up to the end, normal end, you can take this path instead and go to the shipwreck where you get this whole shtick and then the uh, the burning tower. You got to go... And there's a whole new dynamic, in fact, with the burning tower. Instead of just going through all these, you know usual metroidvania type environments which you do in the shipwreck portion but this one you're literally going up a tower as it's on fire so you got to keep going keep going and you'll fight these different boss mini bosses along the way and then you'll fight all three of them together and then of course you'll fight the last last boss so it's like this crazy keep on going keep on going whilst fighting regular baddies and these special mini bosses all leading up to the the final spectacle the last boss for that cool alternate ending to Dead Cells, that's wonderful. That is great. They had new weapons. Uh, they got new baddies, of course, incorporated based off the theme of the whole the whole shtick. So you got new combinations, all of it going for you. If you liked Dead Cells and you loved, you know, finding them different wor- weapon combinations and magic combinations that worked for you, now you have even more with this final DLC. I can't tell y'all enough how cool this game is. But as Matt said, and I told you, it's brutal. It's hard. If you don't like those types of games, the roguelikes, this might not be for you. It's roguelite because you do get to keep uh, weapons and stuff. I'm not going to explain Dead Cells. You guys should know what this game is. But in general, you'll 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 see what I'm talking about when you play it. You'll have the ability to start over with some perks that you've acquired along the way. And I, I can't recommend it enough. I'd say give it a shot and 
because it's gorgeous, it's beautiful, the music's great, everything's there. The DLCs are all fantastic, all add a lot to the story and actually build everything up. In fact, they've got all these YouTube videos now up of like the lore, the story for Dead Cells, and it's deep. I'm talking, it's crazy. They hour-long, two-hour-long freaking YouTube videos just talking all about what the hell's going on, what happened. So good. And with me playing Metroid Dread and playing Ori, I'm like, I need to... I downloaded it again, man. I got it back on. Nice. It's back nice. on. And I'm like, all right, this is where I got to do it. You know, I got I already got the D- other DLCs. I got to get this one. We got to finish this up. Let's do it. You make, you give me that itch because this is another game that's been in my play later queue on Games Pass because I'm 99% sure it's on Games Pass too. So if you got it, you might as well try it out. I might as well try it out. I might, you as, might well as well just go it power is free it on, on Game Pass. Just do the thing. Obviously, the DLCs aren't, but the base games right there, right, free. Right. No strings attached, nothing. It's all for you. Get it. Play it. And speaking of free things and things you should play, we got Shift Codes for Golden Keys of Borderlands, the pre-sequel, a fantastic game that we need to get back to, Eric. You know, we got to reinstall Handsome Collection, do all that stuff. But a game that we have a, a higher chance of playing is Borderlands 3, which, surprise, surprise, a few hours before the show, they dropped another community challenge. 50,000 Circle of Slaughter completions, and you get another fantastic head. These community challenges are tons of fun. You and I actually jumped in the last couple and had a blast. We love the Circles of Slaughter. They're a bunch of fun. So jump in and have a bunch of fun in Borderlands 3. Get it. Just get it. Do it. Help us help you by you helping us to help. I don't know. I lost it. Hey, that's okay. You can bring it back by saying that demon head is looking pretty crazy. And I'm assuming that demon head is going to be the same for all the characters. That each one doesn't have like a slightly different variation or anything? I would assume so because they just showed the one. And they just showed a, the one. It's kind of an ornate one that kind of... Encompasses your whole head. Yeah, yeah. So I'm assuming that the one they showed is for all characters, but it doesn't matter because it looks insane and crazy yeah. and it's such a, a spectacle to behold and I want it because why not be Demon Moe's all the time? That'd be great. And you get to go listen to freaking Tor go crazy all the time while having fun, doing one of the best, probably side little fun events in Borderlands 3, in my opinion, which is those uh, circles of slaughter. Yes. So definitely, I'm looking forward to at least giving a few of them a go and having a good time. That demon head was insane and crazy and something to look forward to. How about something to look forward to that's insane and crazy coming up in gaming this year? What do we usually do? It's not a tradition yet, but this is the second time we've done it. The first regular show after the New Year's Resolution show, we talk about games we're hyped for in Q1, now 2022. So what's something that's on your radar, Eric? Obviously, I can't buy any of mine unless I break my resolution, but I'm still excited for a lot of stuff. What's something you're excited for? That's too much, Matt. This is too much. Uh, There's a lot of games here, but I'm going to list one that's kind of off off the radar, I think. Edge of Eternity, Matt. Coming out in February. I don't know if you've heard anything about this game. But the name it's a, sounds familiar, but I don't know. Yeah, it's an RPG done by Midgard Studios, which is, I guess, a French studio. Uh, they had, I don't know if they kickstarted it or something or whatever. It doesn't really matter. Either way, it's coming out. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm on an RPG thing. What's going on with this game? And they took inspiration from, of course, Final Fan- the latest Final Fantasies, but they wanted to keep it like turn-based but add more to it. So it's got this, these beautiful environments that the Final Fantasies have been putting out recently, but turn-based RPG action instead of all the new rage with everybody running around and you control and do all the things, which I'm not against, but I do prefer that old-school 
RPG action. And this right now is sort of promising it. It's and the story is cool too because it's a not a medieval world but slightly like one. And these outsiders come on in and they gift everybody with, hey, here's technology, here's cool stuff. Hey, you know, here let's get you guys going. And of course, later on they try to take control of the planet to harvest some minerals or whatever the hell it is. And then there's a huge war and you're, you know, this teenage character that gets involved and away you go to save the world. I like that type of story. It sounds fun. I've always been a sucker for the whole medieval meets, you know, fantastical, futuristic world uh, gimmick. I can't, I can't help but be happy about it. And I didn't know this game, it was even a thing until recently. And I was like, wow, damn, I didn't want to know about this game because I got too many others I'm supposed to play. But this one has jumped into the must watch. As long as it feels like it's shaking up to be a 7.5-ish or better, this is going to be a must play for me. So Edge of Eternity, Matt, coming out in February for, of course, uh, PlayStation 5, all the other consoles. It's it's not just bound to one. You can get it wherever you want to play it, even on Switch, I think. So keep an eye on it. Well, I, I, as I'm scrolling through the list here, because I pulled up a list earlier, and I was like, look at all these games I want. Then I'm scrolling through it now, and they're not clicking right now for some reason. So I'll give you a two-pack. One is a very personal series to me. It's Dynasty Warriors 9 Empires. is supposed to be coming out in February. I didn't play Dynasty Warriors 9, but the gimmick of all those is you usually wait until the last version of it. That's the best version. So more Dynasty Warriors coming out. It makes me happy anytime I see those words, Dynasty Warriors and a number and a subtitle. I love that whole series. I've played it forever since Dynasty Warriors 3. So I'm excited for that. And then guaranteed on that list, it's like a few days later, King of Fighters 15. We've talked about it on here before. I love some KOF, not as much from back in the day, but these over these past 10, 12, however many years since KOF 13, definitely. I just love it. Anytime one comes out, I got to get it. I got to play it. I'm not great at them, but something about those characters that I've known from back in the day, the little mixture of all the new characters or the really old characters from the old, old installments that they bring forward. And this one just looks beautiful. The graphics look awesome. Every time I see a character trailer, I get excited. It's right around the corner. I'll have to wait to get it or unless I break my resolution, but I'm always happy to see a Dynasty Warriors. I'm always happy to see a King of Fighters. They're both coming out that same month. It's a good month. It makes me happy. So this one I'll be quick with, and then I'll go on to another one. Uh, and that's River City Girls, Matt. Mm-hmm. I saw it it's on there. Out PlayStation 5. Uh-huh. We can play it together online the whole nine. And I want to do this, but I know you've already played it and beaten it. So it's one of those like, ah, oh, Matt's already done it. He's already had his go with it. But damn. It just sucks to watch it slip by. A fun co-op game, super great, but um, just sad, just sad. That's another one. When I saw it on the list, I went, yeah, the game was awesome. But then same thing. I bought it before and played it. Mm -hmm. Now I'd have to buy it again and play it, and it is great, and it is fantastic, and it would be awesomely fun co-op to do with you we'll see well i can't i can't buy games now anyway you got you can't play games anyway and on top of that it's also counterproductive to you getting through the list because you'd be going back and playing a game you've already played and beaten but it would be an us game it wouldn't be an everyday game it wouldn't be the everyday stuff so i don't know i'm just keeping an eye on it who knows what we'll do with it but of course i can't i'd be remiss if i didn't give you the horizon for ben west that's coming out of course february for the playstation 5 playstation 4 18th, February 18th, folks. 
this game, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, I'm playing it. Yeah, I'm buying it. It's already, in fact, it's already bought. It's already done. It's just sitting there waiting to play as soon as it comes out. Looking forward to it. I'd recommend if you guys haven't gone back and played the original to do so. Matt, he says it's a stupid game. He didn't like it very much, but I think Matt's insane. It's a wonderful game. Beautiful, beautiful world. Great story. The the robot dinosaur gimmick, super cool. I enjoy the hell out of it. The humans, uh, they're kind of whatever, but, you know, the dinosaurs, that's what you're there for. I never said it was a stupid game, oh, okay, but I, okay. I played it like right after, wasn't it right after Ghost that I started mm-hmm. playing that? And I was like, this is this is not Ghost, and I'm not, I'm not feeling this. It was cool, but it didn't hook me. So, mm-hmm. hey, more power to you. I'm glad you have a game coming out that you're definitely hyped for and that it actually actually seems to be literally right around the corner. Yes. And hopefully not getting delayed. I think the delays are done for this one. I think this is a hard date, so I have, I have faith in that one. I think it's going to for sure hit its date this time. Then another one we're both hyped for, so you could just jump in on this one too. Project Triangle Strategy, March 4th. It's coming out. It's been so long since I've played a good tactical RPG, moving units on a grid and boop, boop, boop. You got to consider your elevation because if you put your archers way up high, their range extends. You got to move and manipulate and pull the strings. And that guy's got a charge time for his ice spell. So you got to make sure you da, 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 da. I love these games. I played hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of hours of Final Fantasy Tactics back in the day, putting in the Game Shark and getting all kinds of crazy lineups, getting the calculators, which apparently I just listened to a podcast. Nobody could figure out how to use them. I loved my calculators. They were so overpowered and great. But anyway, back to this. It reminds me of that. And I'm going to be so happy to get this after the 18th and play the heck out of it. It's going to be great. It is going to be great, Matt. I am also, as you said, for sure buying this one. Yes, making sure that your freaking berserkers get nowhere near, you know, your light your light mages or like you said the archers, keeping them far away from everybody else so they don't wreck them. Getting your uh your heavy wielders in there on the heavy armored individuals so you can take them out. Woo! Man, I'm looking forward to that title. It's another one that's for sure in the bag, but it also ties into one of my things this year, my themes, which is getting through these Switch games. All right? That's true, yeah. I've got to bust out this Metroid Dread. I've got to bust out, you know, these other Switch House, Shin Megami Tensei Five. I got to finish Fire Emblem. I've got to finish Xenoblade Chronicles. You know, whatever the DLC is, I got to get through that, and then this one. So, I've got my work cut out for me. It's driving me crazy. Can't wait though. Still looking forward to it. And I got to backtrack just a little bit, Matt, and give it a quickie here on the February side. Elden Ring, you know, the game I said I'm not going to play, but, <laughs> but I'm telling you, it's it's coming, and it's going to sit there, and it's going to go, hey, Eric, hey, you should fall for me, and it's going to happen, because it looks gorgeous, it looks like this time it's going to be good enough to play and have a good time with. I already promised you, though, I'm going to I'm gonna be more cautious, I'm going to withhold, and we're not going to jump into it, I'll just watch it, but man, if someone goes... Eric, no, seriously, it's way easier. Oh, man, you just explore the world. You'll find all sorts of cool stuff. You can overpower things if you just uh, go find the right items. It's going to be tempting. And it's going to be tempting to do the Destiny 2's Witch Queen as well, which is also out February, which is February 22nd. That one, Matt. I mean, you know me. I've played Destiny for 100 years. This is supposed to be the, like, the next change in the whole game, basically Destiny 3. 
I'm like, ah, it's hard to say no to. It's hard not to come back to that when they're promising this this whole clear in the playing field, getting everything fresh, all new stuff. Oh, it's tough, Matt. These games, man, they're killing me. They're killing me. Well, I don't have a lot left that's just in Q1, but today as I was going through that list, I found two sequels are coming out this year to two indie games that I absolutely loved back in the day. So I was exceedingly hyped, and I told myself, I'm talking about this on the podcast. I don't care. Coffee Talk 2, Hibiscus and Butterfly is apparently supposed to come out sometime this year, which Coffee Talk was, you were basically a barista in this weird alternate version of Seattle, and there were demons and robots and all kinds of other crazy creatures and characters that came to your coffee shop. You brewed them up. Oh, yeah, I remember The specific brews they were asking for, and then they would tell, you know, have more interactions with you and tell more of their story, and you could kind of influence a little bit their interactions with the other characters. So to see a sequel for that coming out is fantastic because I love that game. I played the ever-loving crap out of it. I did everything in that game, got the secret endings and everything. So to see more of that is great. And another game that I can't wait to see more from is Read-Only Memories Neurodiver. Read-Only Memories 2064, I think, was the original one. An awesome cyberpunk visual novel that I played, gosh, years ago now. And it's, it's it was, when I say cyberpunk visual novel, you think super dark, and it did have dark tones, but it was also kind of cheery and more lighthearted. Beautiful pixel graphics. Some of the best like chiptune, synthwave kind of music that I've heard in a game like this. So to see more read-only memories is coming. And this one's all about you're a psychic trying to dive into people's heads and their emotions and feelings and stuff. A totally different spin on stuff, but there's a couple trailers out there. I watched them. Beautiful music. Beautiful pixel art. I can't wait for this whenever it comes out. Same thing with Coffee Talk 2. Give me both of these. Put them both out in Q1. Make it a surprise drop. Make me happy. That's what I want. So you're forgetting a couple here, man. All right, and I'll finish it up. I'll finish it up with these, unless you do find more that you want to talk about. Uh, these two are quickies. Babylon's Fall comes out March 3rd, man. Now, this title isn't looking like it's shaping up to be something I want to play. Okay? I'm just saying that. But this title is made by people I respect. Okay? This title is made by people who brought you near Automata. And I can't just turn my eyes away and not pay attention to this title. Okay, I don't care what people say, Matt. I was going to put this one on my list, but then I thought, Eric's going to do that thing of just going, I don't know, Matt, that looks like crap. Anyway, my next game looks way cooler. I, like you, I have faith in Platinum Games. They're not going to release something that's buggy and broken or terrible or whatever. At least the combat is going to be awesome because it's Platinum Games. Mm -hmm. I have faith that this will be good. I believe right now in my heart of hearts, those old weird trailers we saw were just somehow streamed and were all juddery and jankety looking. I am looking forward to this one. I want to see what becomes of it because I want another good Platinum Games game. I haven't played one since Nier Automata like two years ago for me. So that would be awesome. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I, uh, I'm not going to look away, but because of the Rocky streams and because of the Rocky previews, I do have to wait. I'm going to watch watch it hit, see what people are talking about, see what people say. But I do have confidence that, like you, the story is going to be weird and wonky and freaking out there, and the combat itself is going to be great and unique and different. So hopefully that's what it ends up being. And the second short one here is Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. They said it was like a From Software type title, and I went, I'm out. I'm out of here. Uh But the more I see of it, 
it doesn't seem like it's nearly as difficult as those are. It's way more uh, frenetic. You get in there kicking butt, taking names. It's only along the bosses that it kind of can get tough or crazy. And it's telling a really cool story. It's the prequel to Final Fantasy, the OG. That sounds fun. That sounds different. That sounds unique. And it's a great way to get people on board with, like, you know, what Final Fantasy was. So I'm like, eh, maybe I try this one. But it's another one where I'm too scared to jump right in. I'm going to watch it and wait and see how it goes. I want this one to be good just because every single trailer that comes out of this game, people just crap all over it. Like that first reveal trailer, like, oh, look at this guy. He's I hate this character. He looks so stupid. What a joke. Look at him. He's wearing shoes. Like, yeah, but he's a character that got like sucked into the world from whatever world he came from. So I want it to be good just to spite all those people who see something that basically revealed almost nothing. Like, we haven't seen much gameplay from this, or at least I haven't. It was mostly cinematic trailers, just like Square Enix always does. I want to see more from this. I want it to be good just so I can just poke those people who said it was going to be bad. And I can be like, this game's really fun and I really enjoy it. And it's awesome. The tide's been turning lately. They released uh, to like certain streamers, et cetera, like a, you know, a little 20, 30 minute gameplay thing. And they're all coming out average to positive. You know what I mean? So That's good. it's shaping up to be okay. But it's once again, just one I'm going to watch because if it's too difficult, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not getting on board, but, Anything Final Fantasy, I've got to at least pay attention to. And the biggest one, Matt, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Well, I, I mean, that March. was so Come obvious. On. It's so Come obvious. On. Well, you got to talk about it. I mean, for God's sakes, March 25th, <laughs> man. We finally get to get in to Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Everything about this title is just screaming fun, screaming yes, a yes. good time. It takes my favorite character. Puts her back in my favorite DLC, doing what she does best at the same age range as she was when that particular DLC hit. So you you get that nice, you know, younger Tiny Tina flair instead of the older one. I I just can't wait. I can't wait. And then you get this tabletop cool little chibi head versions where you're plotting Mm -hmm. along and you got the cool quests. And just the the craziness and shenanigans that Gearbox can get up to with this, the potential for it's just over the top. It's wild. And I can't wait to see what they got for us. I agree with you 100%. I am very hyped for this. And I love the idea, too, of like melding your classes together. You pick this class and then eventually you get another class that you can kind of hybridize with. I can't wait to see the skill trees for all these characters. You know, what does that little pet dragon do? Can he be like Wolf and Saint kind of doing things with you, dropping health pots on your head? What's it going to be like? But it, it feels like we've been, we haven't really, but it feels like we've been talking about this for a long time and it's still... It's not super far away, but it's still so far away that I can't get too hyped for it yet. It still feels like it's just way out there. Mm-hmm. That's even after my deadline. So it's it's way out there. But I can't wait to see more and to especially to have it in my hot little hands and drink beers and play it with you and have a great time. But it's just – I don't know why it's just – it seems too far away. But I am hyped for it. I am excited for it. It's my favorite DLC too. And so expanding upon that and seeing all the weird stuff they can do with the table. Because I don't think we've even mentioned before. There's the time in one of the trailers where they drop a cheese puff on the table. And, oh, no, that's a, that's a, that's a magical meteor that fell in your way. Mm-hmm. What other kind of crazy stuff are they going to do just with the tabletop setting? Because you could do a million things. You could have Brick come over and knock the table over. And then so your characters are spinning in a weird black hole void for a while. Who knows what they could do? Like, you know, anti-gravity moon jump and stuff. 
Who knows? Yeah, the options are limitless. They, they've basically set it up to where they can do anything they want, not beholden by any real rules or regulations. Yeah. And I hope they go with it. I just hope they go all out with it, and I hope Torg and all of them are in there and just being 100% crazy. Just go wild. I want to see this because I feel like – I feel like there's going to be a shift, you know, in Borderlands. And we can talk about this another day, but I feel like a shift's coming. So I feel like this is going to be like the last big oorah in that direction. And, I, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I kind of feel that same way too. I kind of wonder if there's going to be like a like a split. Like, hey, here's Wonderlands and then Borderlands is going to kind of go in a more serious direction, even mm-hmm. though that's when they started and the veer off was the success. But whatever, like you said, that's a conversation for another day. What about you out there in podcast listener land? What are you looking forward to in Q1 of 2022? What did we miss? I know, look, there was a lot of stuff on there that I missed. How about the Assassin's oh, Creed Ezio trilogy? I know people loved those games. I never got into them. Tell me how great it is. Be the email, thirdshiftme@gmail.com on the Twitter machine, at thirdshiftme, and find us on Facebook, go to Third Shift. Indeed, you can find us over on that Facebook. You can also, whilst on the internet, go check out the old Patreon Hey, little old tip jar, jingle, 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 like what we do, like what we're saying, having a good time, throw a buck in, throw a buck, two bucks, three bucks, a hundred bucks, it all helps, keep the lights on, pay the bills, you all know the rigmarole, very much appreciated, anybody and all who have ever done it in the past, most thankful, very, very much, very thankful, thank you all. Now, there's also something else you can do, Matt, said it a few times, well, Spotify's got that review thing now. So you can go over there and you can give us little positive reviews on the old Spotify, which also helps with the you know the whole algorithm, blah, 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 going on, going on. I was going to do a whole shtick today because I was like, oh, I'm going to go finally, as Matt did when we first started, go to iTunes and I was going to rate our podcast and I was uh-huh. going to go to Spotify and do it. But just like you at home, I went, oh, I'm going to do that later. And then I did a million other things. Uh-huh. So I understand, I understand the struggle, people. <laughs> but I'm telling you now. It's well worth it because the smiles and the happiness that you bring to us, man, I'll tell you what, might be a five-star in it for you somewhere down the road. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying, Eric. And I know that the next episode will be dropping on the 20th of January on iTunes and Stitcher, on Poppy and on Spotify and on YouTube, as I always say. And also, as I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. Indeed we do. Consider that five-star review. Come on now. Five-star review. Come on now. Who, who, who? Gotta give it that five-star review. Hoo-hoo. That's, that's in honor of Tales of Rise, Hoodle. You know, in case y'all don't know, go play Tales of Rise. Cute little owls. I thought you were going like Mario. Woohoo! No, yeah. no. Hoo-hoo. Hoodle, hoodle. <laughs> or I thought you were going like... Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh my gosh. But <laughs> 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 with that, there's nothing else to say but. Shut up and sit down. Why? 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 Oh, yeah.